0: Tuesday, February the 15th, and this is your Morning Briefing from The Economist. Coming up, the hope of a solution on Ukraine and a crackdown on protests in Canada. First, the World in Brief. Joe Biden and Boris Johnson agreed in a phone call that there was still hope for a diplomatic solution to the Ukraine crisis. The leaders of America and Britain respectively stressed that any further incursion into Ukraine beyond the mass military build-up at the border would quote, result in a protracted crisis for Russia. Earlier on Monday, Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister urged Vladimir Putin, the country's president to continue discussions with the West. Justin Trudeau, Canada's Prime Minister, invoked an emergency powers law to quell protests that had paralysed the capital and disrupted trade with America. The act, the likes of which have not been used in 50 years, lets authorities suspend some civil liberties, such as the right to assemble and travel freely. Earlier, 11 protesters were arrested with firearms in Alberta. Separately, Ontario will lift several COVID-19 restrictions in the coming weeks. South Korea's presidential candidates officially began campaigning ahead of the election in March. The race between the two main parties is expected to be very close. Of the 14 candidates, the frontrunners are Lee Jae-myung of the ruling Democratic Party and Yoon Suk-yeol of the conservative People Power Party. Roughly equal in the polls, neither is much liked by the public. An appeals court in Pakistan acquitted Mohammed Wasim of murdering Kandil Baloch, a social media star and his sister, after witnesses retracted their testimonies. Mr. Wasim strangled Miss Baloch in 2016 over her quote, shameful pictures on Facebook. He was originally sentenced to life imprisonment in 2019. Nearly 1,000 Pakistani women are murdered by relatives each year in so-called, quote, honour killings. BHP declared a record dividend of $7.6 billion after raking in $9.7 billion in profit for the last six months of 2021, a 57% jump over the previous year. The world's largest mining business was helped greatly by surging commodity prices, The company expects prices to keep rising and demand from China, its biggest market, to increase in 2022. Donald Trump's accounting firm disavowed financial statements prepared for his business and said it would no longer work with him, according to a letter made public as part of prosecutors' investigation of alleged fraud at the Trump organization. Mr. Trump and his business have denied prosecutors' allegations the Mauritian flag was raised on two of the Chagos Islands, an Indian Ocean archipelago controlled by Britain. In 1965, Britain locked off the islands from Mauritius, one of its colonies, and expelled their inhabitants. Mauritius wants them back. But Britain argues that they are too important, not least to the Americans, who run a huge military base from the largest island, Diego Garcia. Fact of the day. 41,000, an approximate number of nuns in America, down from 160,000 50 years ago. And correction, an earlier edition of Espresso said that police in New Zealand played Barry Manilow hits to deter protesters camped outside the parliament. In fact, the speaker was responsible. Police said they were against the tactic. Sorry. And now, here's today's agenda. Europe's Economic Recovery On Tuesday, the European Union will publish flash estimates for employment and GDP in the fourth quarter for those countries that use the euro as a currency, the euro area, and for the entire EU. The figures should suggest how well the bloc's recovery is progressing. Its economy shrank by 5.9% in 2020. When the COVID-19 pandemic struck. In a forecast released last Thursday, the EU predicted that its economy and that of the euro area would both grow by 4.0% this year and by 2.8% and 2.7% respectively in 2023. Even so, uncertainty remains high. The recent surge of the Omicron variant, supply chain bottlenecks and labour shortages could all dent growth. High energy prices are fueling inflation that stood at a record 5.1% in the euro area in January. And that's before mentioning the most immediate geopolitical risk facing the continent, a possible war in Ukraine. Cambodia's cowboy diplomacy. The guest list for meetings of ASEAN, a club of Southeast Asian countries, does not normally cause a fuss. But since the coup in Myanmar, a member, last year, the attendance of the junta's representatives has provoked unease. In October, ASEAN, then chaired by Brunei, excluded the Burmese regime from a summit in a rare display of backbone. However, Hun Sen, the Prime Minister of Cambodia, which holds the chair this year, seemed to have different ideas. He visited Myanmar's senior general in January, the first foreign leader to do so, and said that the junta was welcome at ASEAN meetings. But Burmese officials have not been invited to the group's foreign ministers' meeting, which starts on Tuesday. Mr Hun Sen fancies himself as a peacemaker, and thought he could extract big concessions from Myanmar's military government. After failing to do so, he seems likely to revert to ASEAN's more robust stance. That will please his diplomats, Keen that Cambodia doesn't rock the boat. Ukraine gets Stinger missiles. With America's blessing, Ukrainian forces are being equipped with Stinger anti-aircraft missiles from Lithuania. The first shipment arrived on Sunday. The transfer may recall some bad memories in Russia, which has amassed troops on the Ukrainian border. In 1986, America, keen to drive the Soviet Union from Afghanistan, began to supply the Mujahideen resistance with these, quote, fire-and-forget, heat-seeking missiles. Two years later, after the loss of 269 aircraft, according to one tally, Soviet forces began to withdraw. Were Russia to launch an offensive today, Ukraine's stingers would probably not prove as decisive. Countermeasures have improved, and Russian bombers would fly above the Stinger's maximum strike altitude of about 3,500 meters. But the missiles would make it harder for Russia to move troops by helicopter and protect soldiers on the ground with close air support. That, in turn, would help Ukraine make the most of the numerous guided anti-tank missiles that allies have also provided. Japan's economic threats Japan's economy rebounded in the final quarter of 2021, growing 1.3% compared to the previous one, according to estimates released on Tuesday. But its rebound from COVID-induced lockdowns is likely to be temporary. A wave of the Omicron variant that began in January has dampened activity, and that is not the only economic challenge facing Kishida Fumio, the Prime Minister. To compensate for Japan's ageing, shrinking population, he will need to increase the labour supply and boost productivity. Mr. Kishida came to office in October with a bold-sounding agenda called, quote, New Capitalism. But although his list of plans is long, it includes raising wages and reducing carbon emissions, Neither the goals nor the means to achieve them are especially new. The biggest changes have been rhetorical. Mr. Kashida rails against, quote, neoliberalism and rarely, if ever, speaks of structural reform. That may make good politics, but is unlikely to help the economy. The busts of Michelangelo Revealed The provenance of the many busts said to depict Michelangelo has always been a mystery. But for the first time, art historians have at least been able to confidently attribute two 16th century casts of the Italian sculptor and painter to Daniela da Volterra, Michelangelo's faithful follower. Their work is being revealed at an exhibition that opens on Tuesday at the Galleria dell'Accademia in Florence. Restoring the busts allowed the curators to distinguish the originals from a tangle of replicas. They are now trying to identify the creators of those copies as well, which will help them shed new light on the field of 16th century bronze sculpture and art more generally. The exhibition includes 3D imaging and viewers may interact with digitised versions of the busts to understand the artistic and technical merits of Da work. The show provides a rare window into how Michelangelo's peers saw the great Renaissance master. With spring around the corner, our winter quiz is shedding its coat and becoming permanent. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day. On Friday, your challenge will be to give all five answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday. Which insects are members of the family Formicidae? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Benvenuto Cellini all works of nature created by god in heaven and on earth are works of sculpture that's it from the economist morning briefing available every weekday and on saturdays you can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists including our current affairs podcast the intelligence by searching for the economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest economist podcast